I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast, the podcast all about zombies. Sometimes just The Walking Dead, but tonight it's kind of, there's a lot of Walking Dead, but there's also some Resident Evil 2, and Lou is here to talk about that with me. Lou, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How you doing? Doing well. Ready to talk about zombies over the last two and a half weeks. I have been absorbing is this our first show of 2019 actually no maybe no no we did one in early that's true that's true anyway we did one we did one uh the day after new year's oh good point good point uh right so second episode 2019 lots to talk about let's jump into the news as i mentioned it's pretty it's actually all walking dead related but all of a different flavor first up is the walking dead star joins fear for another crossover and it's dwight this time lou i know you're gonna have thoughts and th- feelings on this so i want to start with you what do you think i feel like th- this was kind of inevitable when dwight disappeared at the end of se- the last season uh i think they made it pretty clear that dwight was not gone and so he was either going to show back up in regular walking dead which the fast forward has made it perfectly clear he hasn't come back yet so uh the, for him to show up in fear makes sense uh you know yeah he's gonna show up and tell morgan what happened and morgan's gonna go like okay good now we don't need to go back there yeah like i think i think when dwight left he left alexandria and or, or at least the the state of the walking dead in a in a in a phase of semi or, or just uncomfortable piece because Negan was in prison and there wasn't the the tensions that we saw in the return of season nine. Um, so with the time jumps. So when you look he, at, go ahead. He also has a wife that's on the run because she was trying to get away from Negan. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. he could be looking for her as well. True. And maybe Sherry shows up in fear of the walking dead as well. Right. Like maybe, so maybe with Dwight, maybe Dwight shows up with Sherry. Because to me, that because where Washington D.C. is and Texas and and them travel and them staying where That's they are. That's a long distance. It's a long distance, and I think it's okay. He, um, Dwight picking up this the maybe the signals that Morgan's laying down with the "Come to us, come to us." We're, we're we were building something new, and then Dwight's like, "Oh, that's Morgan." I'm going to go to him because, like, at least we had the we, – we did have a, a bit of an understanding. But may, but what I don't want is him to go all the way to Texas and then suddenly, like, Sherry is just around Texas as well. To me, Dwight needs to find Sherry on the way to Texas and they arrive together. Or he arrives in Texas and, you know, they've got the trucks going up and down the road. Mm-hmm. He may say, hey, can I ride around on some of your trucks while I go look for my wife? You know what I mean? True. So do you feel like Dwight is is a more of a cameo than a crossover? I feel like he may be just a cameo or a crossover, but he certainly can't go back to Alexandria. No. So my guess is is they're going to have him show up in fear, and he's either going to join the cast for good, or 
they may stick him around and he may die off. He's not a, you know, yeah, he's not a character that I don't think anybody is particularly invested in. So this would be an interesting way for them to give you more backstory on him or maybe make him a more likable character. Well, the six year time. Well, we don't know if Fear is going to have a six-year time jump. No, we don't. And I was just going to say, the six-year time jump of The Walking Dead Prime really ruins a lot of opportunities to bring back characters without having some wild plot point. And that's the thing, is like when people are looking at these Rick movies, they're looking at Fear the Walking Dead, that six-year time jump eliminates any half-assed storyline to bring these guys back together, you know? And and it, right. it's going and they're probably only going to be able to do it. Like I can see them doing a stretch for Rick and figuring that one out because it's Rick. But like they're not going to go a bridge too far to get Morgan back to The Walking Dead. They are going to have to save. I'm not saying they're smart enough to do this, but in my opinion, for this show to to keep what's left of its quality, they are going to not want to jump the shark every time they want to cross over a character. Th- this is a one way street. Uh, to get people right. to fear. And they showed that with Morgan. Morgan is staying in Fear the Walking Dead with his commitment. I, and I, I'll, be, I'll be the first one to say, I love Morgan as the new lead for the show. Yeah, he's great. I, he deserves to be it's a lead. Ex- it's exactly what this show needed. Um, there's still rumors floating around now on the net that, that uh, what's-her-name is not dead. Who's Madison is not dead. Oh, really? There's rumors floating around that she's not dead and that she may have been seen on set. Well, because she was, she, that actress wasn't really that keen on on leaving the show. Like, not that she was like begging to stay, but like she wasn't. It didn't seem like she was ready to leave. Right. You know, unlike some character, some actors who are like, "No, I'm. I, I need to move on. I'm done. Give me a cool exit." You know. Which, which, by the way, is my biggest gripe with The Walking Dead. Is it seems like a lot of people that are on the show are ready to be done with the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that that's not a sign of happy things behind the set. You well, know what I mean? Actors don't like to play the same character for, for that long. TV TV is a different beast these days. And, you know, you had a lot of movie actors who are actors and actresses who are, who are used to playing a new character every six months. And then they come to TV and it's like, this is great. I have a, I get to play the same character. I get a steady paycheck. But then they get locked into a, a, a popular show and they're suddenly doing it for... A decade. a decade but then you look at game of thrones you see all the characters and actors they've been able to retain and it's kind of like why can they do it they're shooting off-site in like remote locations like maybe you're right maybe the quality and the and the workmanship is is so different between those two shows that that you can point to that and say like yeah actors stay with game of thrones because it's a they got a good craft spread you know I don't know. It's tough to say. I think it has more to do with AMC is everything I've read over the last couple of years while we've been doing this show about AMC is AMC is very old school TV network. Mm-hmm. They're not interested in anything except making a show and making money. They don't care about the actors. So what you want, you want to, you want to argue your pay? Screw you. We'll just kill you off. You True. know what I mean? That's, that seems to be AMC's philosophy. And I don't know if that works. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, even when you're negotiating pay, but the but the storyline still calls the characters stick around. Sometimes they just ship them off and say, like, we'll bring you back when when you're like we're gonna hold your character hostage. Like, look at Heath. 
You know, he got yeah. real busy with movies and well, stuff, and it's the like... Ru- the rumor is that Heath is going to make an appearance in one of the Rick movies. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I and don't, and if, they, if they do, that's fine, but it's going to be like, okay, I don't think you need to do this, but okay. I, I think I think Heath showing up in the movies makes sense because they've set up this, this idea of taking people... Um, right. And sending them on the helicopter. So by that logic, it makes sense that someone else from that camp got taken. And I'd prefer right. it to be Heath over like just some character who we, who the show illustrated as dead, you know. But then suddenly, like, oh, they didn't actually I would die. Love to they... get an, I would love to get an answer to the Heath question. Oh yeah. Because, because not that it's a big thing, but we still don't know what happened to him. He was there one minute and he was gone the next. And they've never explained it. They've never even. It's like a big plot hole. Oh, it's a giant plot hole. But it, but it was, it was a necessity uh, of a plot hole that was required because the the actor needed to leave the show. And and I think yeah. it's been long enough where the only way you can address it is is through the movies. And yeah, and and that that was the other thing. I didn't put this in the notes, but you had posted an article in our Discord about about the movies and like we. We still don't know anything about those movies. And I think, in my opinion, anyone who's really talking about those movies is just, is just again, their opinion of, of what we know so far. And I don't think we know enough about it to really paint it in a specific light. But, like, but certainly the information... Optimistic. No, yeah, certainly, I was just going to say, certainly the information that we do have doesn't paint the brightest of pictures, you know, it, 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 the, the, the more they talk about it, the more it feels in, like a cash grab. Like, yeah, like a cash grab or even just a let's let's keep Rick like it's like Rick being alive, or at least the, the glimmer of hope of Rick still being attached to the Walking Dead property keeps this train on the tracks. You know, it's like when people. I, OK. My whole feeling on the reason they kept Rick alive mm-hmm. is because they know that this big change could end the show. Right. And without Rick, that the numbers could drop. And they know it might only last for another season of two. So by keeping Rick alive and throwing out a movie that might get some viewers every once in a while, they can end the show by re- reuniting Rick with everybody and being like, oh, and Rick saves the day and happy ending goodbye and that that i feel like that's what we're gonna get i'm fine with that ending i'm fine with that too but i feel like that's just kind of like that that they could have i i i just feels like a cash grab certainly i mean like they gotta make money right and uh you you have to weigh each creative decision uh, not just creative but business wise as well you look at and and this is the thing i feel like walking dead is the only show we talk about in this light um it's very rare that other shows have these sort of these large conversations and i think it's just because we really care and it's a very tough show to be a part of like they go through some really grueling shoots and and the fact that a majority of their actors are are not local it's really tough and and then there are other examples where things are done you know both in a shitty creative way and in a shitty business way, and it sucks. Hey, Z Nation. Yeah. What about Z Nation? You've heard the 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 news that it's been canceled, right? Oh well, yeah. I think you said that it was canceled. Was there a specific yeah. reason for it? But you're saying shitty business and shitty. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, it's not written well, and it 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 was literally thrown out there to be just throw some zombies on a screen and do some CG, and we'll sell it to Sci-Fi Channel. True, true. It was a cash grab, right? Like, let's get in on yeah. the zombie business, and and. Uh... The, the, but I will say, the best thing that has ever happened out of Z Nation is that is why we have the Shutter Network. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, we'll. I hope we get some news on the on the Rick movies soon. Um, Talking Dead returns when uh, the Walking Dead returns, so maybe we'll have some tidbits drop there. I know uh, Chris Hardwick will definitely not be able to keep his his uh, mouth shut about. It. He'll want to ask those questions. Um, but speaking of the Walking Dead return, we got a teaser for the return. It's titled Point of View, and it shows off mm, a lot more of the Whispers. It's about forty seconds. Lou. Um, I think you and I might might agree to some extent on this teaser because I something felt off to me. They show them sitting there and they don't show anybody's mouth moving, but yet they're speaking. And I feel like that is going to misread the audience. The audience being the John Q public is going to be like, what are these people, psychic? Is that how they're talking to each other? Like, I get it. They're the whisperers, but they're not all ventriloquists. But the masks don't appear to be like that great in terms of mouth. No, their makeup, their makeup job, like, okay, I feel like the makeup job in that first that 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 episode where Jesus dies mm-hmm. was fabulous. Like, Amazing. I really wasn't sure. I wasn't sure that that was a whisperer right up until the knife got pulled. I Agreed. was. I had no. I had no idea. And this, this, this little teaser puts them all in the broad daylight and it those masks don't look like real skin they look like freaking rubber yeah and th- this is okay so this is where we 100 percent agree in that the the, the <clears throat> mid-season finale showed off the whisk what they showed of the whispers looked to be spot on perfect makeup um for for all the whispers involved now it was a hazy graveyard dark maybe that applied to it but i really do believe that they put their best foot forward with the whispers there However, with this teaser, I'm. It looked a. It just looked off to me, and maybe that's the point. But I don't get it. Like, if the whispers look like that, wouldn't you see them coming a mile away? I thought the point is that they get to blend with the herd. One sniper shot, and you've got the leader down. Like, right. It's it's um. It just looked, and maybe <clears throat> maybe maybe this is the teaser. Maybe it's not fine. Maybe it was like literally like. Let's get the whispers all in a line because that's what it looked like. And we do the shoot and then this is our teaser. Boom, bada bing. It's out there. We're good. Like that's what it felt like to me that this was just like a camera test that that they didn't do a pass on or something. But right. I don't know. It, I, it, it, it feels like really bad marketing. I think that the, my, my point of view on most of Walking Dead right now is uh, we discussed this pre-show, but I think their marketing needs to stop. Mm hmm. Um, I think the show is doing itself a huge disservice with all the teasers, all the things they leak. I think they need to let some things become a surprise. Don't tell us what the next season is about. Don't show us any more of the whispers. Don't do the buildup you keep building up. Because I think the more they keep showing, the more the viewers turn out. Especially what I think most people see what you and I see, like this, this teaser, and go... Yeah, they mask look like crap. Boy, this show's losing its budget. Like, I think that's what most people see, see and say. 
So you're not doing a, the show a good service by showing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't show it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the I hope I hope that this is just is bad. This is just bad marketing. I don't want the whispers to look like this all the time because of what we saw at the tail end of the mid-season finale. So, and and even like in previous teasers where they show the whispers, it even looked better. Like I think there was a as part of the yes. trailer for the return. It was be- they sh- yeah they showed some of them. They in showed the Alpha, for the and and right. she looked great. Hey. Yeah, okay, so I went to go see uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think I said this last week. Hmm. And they had a trailer for the season prior to uh, prior to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Interesting. It was in the in, in at the movie theater. It was like that pre-screen thing where you, before the movie begins they're just running trailers and stuff. Okay. It's not actually trailers before the movie, but it's like the pre-screen stuff while you're sitting there waiting for the movie to begin. And they showed an alpha like putting on the mask and it looked really creepy to the point where Erica, my wife, looks over at me and goes, that's gross. What the hell is this? And I went, this is The Walking Dead. She's like, I'm so glad I stopped watching. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, but that's creepy. And I went, uh-huh. And she was like, I hate that show. And I'm like, yeah, I know, honey. I know. <laughs> But it was, but it was, but it didn't look as bad as it does in this commercial. Like, like that, it just, this whole commercial feels like it didn't need to be put out. Yeah, no, you're right. It just seemed hastily to try to get the February 10th date front of mind and, and, and they wanted to show something new. I I understand the, the drive for that, but, um. We won't have we have less than a month to see what the return looks like, and it does look like they're gonna they they are not gonna play the mysterious card for much longer. There there looks to be some episodes where they straight up have conversations, you know, and and the the shot across the bow that was killing <clears throat> Jesus is is really going to be the only oh my gosh what is this you know I think we're gonna get our whisper conversation sooner rather than later I. I I'm looking. I hope. I hope we're both wrong and that this is, or both right, and this is just bad marketing, and we'll get some some better views in the near future. But, um, Lou, I promised that I would keep everybody up to date on The Walking Dead, the final season, and episode three launched this week, which is special because it's the first episode done after the Telltale closure. Um, Skybound Games hired back a lot of Telltale devs. Epic Games stepped in and tried to help them out a little bit and get, get you know get some extra positive exposure for their new store. And I thought I would just run through my thoughts on episode two and three because I did not play two until I was sure we were going to be able to continue the story because I did not want to play two knowing that that was the end of an incomplete story. Um, I wish I had played episode two earlier because it was really, really good and it laid out some really cool characters. And we're, first of all, I know I always ask this and I know you're probably not worried about spoilers, but I will ask, do you mind if I spoil it? I don't care. Perfect. He does not care. Everybody listening that does not want to be spoiled about the final season. Um, I just want to talk about one character in particular. It, it's a, it's a, it's a nice surprise, but it's not a... It's not a huge spoiler. So spoilers coming up for the next, you know, couple minutes, but they actually introduce a whisperer character 
And really? Yeah. And the really cool part about it, Lou, is that it's a very, it's, it flips the script. It does something that I did not expect and it was really well done. And it was the fact that uh, Clementine and AJ, our two main characters, are, are stuck in the woods. They've been expelled from their community and they are trying to escape. Uh, did you, you played the original Walking Dead season, right? Yes. You remember that character, her name was Lily. She <clears throat> killed someone in cold blood and then you abandoned her on the side of the road? Yes. She returns in this season, um, which is, you know, it is what it is, but she returns and she's part of this group that is uh, kidnapping children to force them to fight as soldiers to defend a community known as Delta. That is one side of the thing. But back to the Whisperer, the Whisperer that shows up actually saves Clementine and AJ from a bunch of walkers by uh, diverting the walkers in to protect them from Lily and then also just diverting the walkers back away once once Lily retreats. Um, and he is introduced as a good guy, which is really cool because the Whisperers are obviously being introduced as, as the villains of this season. And the more you get to know this character, he, he actually is... Uh, quite interesting and it turns out he specifically references his group he says you know i was part of a larger group of whispers i left when we attacked a community i just didn't feel like he didn't feel like it was it was a good thing of what they were doing so he he mm -hmm. basically left the group but he continued to act as a whisperer and it gets into more of the conversation of what the whispers are and what their belief system is like she you know the whisperer asks you know, clementine comes back to the whisper and says like hey i want you to and his name's james james i want you to bring some walkers in to distract lily's group so we can get our our our, friend, our friends back because they were kidnapped and he says like before i'll do that i want you to feel how i feel walking with the wa walking with the walkers being a whisperer so you get to experience what it's like to be a whisperer understand their belief system and it kind of like it kind of clicks, right? It all makes sense and and does something that I don't think the show is definitely not done yet. I don't know about the. Comics, I don't think. I don't think that that tells me that they maybe learned their lesson from the last episode, which was kind of a mess. Yeah. Oh, you mean the last season? Yeah. Yeah. The last season was a bit of a mess, and they they so far have not made any reference to season three outside of. A brief reference to the ranch, which is where AJ was for the entirety of season three, off screen. Um, right. But in this, they they I really liked this Whisper character and the way they implemented him. I thought like this was such a cool idea, one of which they will never get to do on the show. And I, again, I don't know if they did in the comic, but there's no way they'll do it on the show in this capacity, where this Whisper is off on his own and he's living <clears throat> life as this positive influence. And he truly believes that the walkers are not an evolution, but a different phase of life or death, I guess. You know, he they believe right. that there's still something in there that is connected to humanity. Like the walkers aren't this these mindless beings and the way that he illustrates it is he says, walk through them, walk among them, and touch the wind chime. And as you touch the wind chime, all the walkers kinda walk up to the wind chime and look up and kinda appear to be admiring its simple beauty right so it's it was a really touching moment and all this is in episode two episode three rolls around and i don't know if it's the telltale jank 
or if it's the fact that they switch developers midstream. Either way, you could point to those as the faults. However, there are some moments that feel unpolished. There's some shakiness to it. There's some rough cuts. But all in all, I think they, in terms of a fumble, they picked it up and kept running. And you, if if you had avoided all the news about this whole Telltale closure... You wouldn't know the difference. You probably wouldn't know the difference. Because it's all... Telltale's still in there. It, it mentions Skybound Games, like... All the characters are still there. All the voice actors are still there. I don't think they changed the story at all. Um, this It feels like the direction they were going. So all in all, I'm, I'm really happy with, Good. with where it's going. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I, I, I fell off the bandwagon last season, mm-hmm. and I probably won't go back. But I'm glad to hear that they're finally getting something right, and it's going in a good direction. Well, in terms of it being the final season, like this is... Like, when they put out season three, I was like, man, if this is the end, like, it's not a good end. But they did they did say, like, we'll do it one more time. And if this is the final season, like, I think they're going off in a way that, and they're doing interesting things. Uh, even the relationship between you and AJ and the way you can influence his choices by the way you act around him and by the way you you answer his questions. And there's also the fish-out-of-water moments where he's like, what's a hootenanny is that sounds like a swear and it's like well no it's a party uh, you know little quirks like that all the way up to like you know uh what's electricity or you know what's a train you know that sort of thing you know where right. he obviously would not have seen those things because he was born during the apocalypse right so they right. have some fun with that <clears throat> i feel they don't overdo it but you know if if uh, you could probably pin put point to that and say maybe they're doing it a bit more than they need to but uh, episode four launches on March 26th. It's been it's been confirmed in the game, so we won't have to wait long until the the conclusion to Clementine's story. So I'm looking Be forward like to that. A little over a month. Yeah, yeah. March is just around the corner. She's gonna come in with a lion or a roar or sheep or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Um, video games, Lou. Let's keep on that bandwagon and let's talk about the Resident Evil 2 remake demo the one shot that launched across all the platforms the game is available on. It's a 30 minute timed demo. I've been talking a lot. Lou, I want to hear your feelings. So you said you got okay. lots to say. I have, I do have lots to say. So first of all, screw you Capcom in your 30 minutes. <laughs> well, it's good. not, it's, it's not nearly long enough. The good news is that um, in two weeks you'll have uh, you'll have an opportunity to play as long as you want for 80 bucks. <laughs> well, 60, uh, sorry. Uh, not if you go through, um, I think it's, uh, Fanatical is got a copy for like 45, I think. Oh, that's not so bad. So uh, that's where I'm going to pre-order my copy. Um, and I will preface this saying I played on my laptop and it's not Resident Evil's fault, but literally two hours after I finished playing this demo, my hard drive blew up. Oh. And I've had to send my laptop back to the back to the the, the uh, company that made it so that they can fix my hard drive. That's no fun. So so and it happened literally like like so I, I, if I if I have mixed feelings, it's because my laptop died the same night I played this. Um, <laughs> I was sold five seconds after this demo began. Okay. Um, the demo begins you, uh, if you're familiar with the original Resident Evil 2, uh, there's an opening sequence where you're in like a, a, you're in like a gun store and then 
Leon has to run through some back alleys, and then he gets to the precinct. And this demo takes all of that out. You literally begin the demo by walking into the police station, which is where the actual original game gets really good. Yeah. So they took out all the, like, learning to play the game mechanics. It puts you right into the shit. And, and if you've played the game before, you're also familiar with the layout of the police station. And the layout is very similar, but different enough that you go, oh, okay, so this room was on the other side of the building the last time, but they've put it over here. Okay. Oh, there's a shutter door here, not a regular door here. Okay. And they even go as far as I would say... Um, Resident Evil always has those those dorky things about key cards. They even explain the key card symbols as yeah, it's they're not actual keys with a with a with a symbol on them. It's the they're pass keys. They got to be swiped, and you have to have a pass key with a certain symbol, meaning you have the rank or permission to enter this following room. Mm-hmm. And they go as far as to explain that. And I think that, that that is something that I think goes as far goes a long ways to making the game feel more realistic. Um and the shooting mechanic is fabulous. Uh it feels like they took okay. I didn't like Resident Evil Six. Mm-hmm. But I feel like its shooting mechanic was fabulous. Yeah, it, had, it was more action oriented. It was it was very well, snappy. It was very snappy, but you also kind of had a vibe of what it was you were doing, mm-hmm. and the aiming reticle always felt really nice. And this feels almost like it's the same shooting mechanic, except everything is slowed down. When you pull your weapon, your speed of walking down the hallway is half speed, and that's fine. Uh. But you also need to be ready for when the zombie jumps out of that closet and tries to get you. Um, they've added new mechanics, like you can board up windows, which was not a mechanic in the original Resident Evil 2, but it makes sense in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my biggest gripe is 30 minutes didn't feel long enough. Um, it felt like, I think, an hour... Like it, So I finished the demo, and where it cuts you off is like, yeah, that's an appropriate taste of this demo. And I think if they gave you an hour to kind of mill around a bit more, because I was rushing through, I was like, oh, I'm not going to go down that hallway because I'm, and they, and if you hit the pause button, button, you can see how much you have longer and uh, left to, to go. I feel like Forget if you that. still cut off Wait. at the right time, like if you still cut off at the same place, just give us more time, you know? Did you play on console or did you play on PC? So I played on Xbox One X because I have a okay. 4K upgrade. So I wanted to try that and see what how that in, felt. In Steam, because mm-hmm. I played on PC, right? there's an achievement every five minutes you play the demo. Oh, really? So it goes, you've played five minutes and a Steam achievement pops up on your screen. So it's like really then, just counting you down. That's kind of neat. It, it That's a good feature. It literally, it was neat. But then when it said to me I was at 20 minutes, and I knew at that point I got a little lost because I didn't realize I had to backtrack back to the lobby. Right. So I was looking for the next door into the area that I needed to be, and you don't go further until you backtrack. 
and and meet Martin in the lobby. And I didn't realize that's where it was going and that's where it wanted me to go. So I backtracked and went back to the lobby. I was like, oh, and I spent like five minutes milling around in the back there that I didn't need to. Shit. Yeah. And 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 that's fine. Uh, but that was kind of my mistake. And so I got back there. I did the Martin thing. I went to the back alleyway. And I was literally getting right to the point where the demo was about to end. And... Um, there is a room where you can punch key co- codes in and get ammo out of like uh, locked doors, locked bay doors. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, like uh, it was like a uh, equipment locker. Yeah, equipment locker. You have to punch in the code of what locker you want to open up. And I spent time in there punching in codes and trying to get the things. And like I really wasn't trying to like rush through the demo. Mm-hmm. I've been told that if you rush through the demo, it's about fifteen to twenty minutes for you to finish the game and you could still finish with 10 minutes but whereas mm-hmm. i probably spent 10 minutes dicking around i didn't finish the demo and i'm fine with that yeah um well i mean you're gonna but, play the game right that's that's right. your thing and i got to i got to the point where like i could tell where the demo was about to end and that was when the that was when i think popped up and said your time is up mm-hmm. i was like damn it yeah no I, where it ends is they tease the liquor reveal right near the end and it feels like oh they're gonna show it and and then they don't you don't get that far i think it's literally the room after where they end it with that that the liquor kind of does his iconic appearance and yeah no what i felt about the game i i basically i so over christmas i got a 4k upgrade i traded in an old xbox i got my xbox one x and i felt you know okay i want to see no, no, no. It, this it was worth it. Trust me. If I went into the whole thing, I think you'd understand. But, uh, anyways, I I ended up picking up the Resident Evil Two remake uh, on or the demo for the Xbox One X just to see whether I would notice like the 4K uh, difference. Obviously, you you really don't. It's a it's a very dark game, but it it looked really really good. It ran really really good. I although I did feel though even on the consoles. Um, the, the lip syncing was a bit off and the voice acting felt a little bit off, but other than that, like everything was really snappy. The, the aiming felt very Resident Evil 4. It was really, really good. And the character interactions were also really good. Like they, they really ratcheted those up. Uh, this feels like truly not a remake of Resident Evil 2, but a follow up to Resident Evil 6. Did they do it? So, 6. Yeah. A follow up to Resident Evil 6. Cause it fe- feels very much in that vein but really what Resident Evil 6 should have been, you know? Right. Uh, well, my thing was is the mechanics feel good. Um, I like some of the new mechanics, like uh, running. You need to push down on the analog stick, and he just runs. Mm-hmm. Which, before, you used to have to hold down an A button to, to, to run, even in Resident Evil 4, and they did away with that mechanic. Mm-hmm. I feel like clicking the A, and you don't need to hold the analog stick from what I, can, what I, what I gathered. You just need to click it, and he runs. Yeah. Once you click it and he's in a running speed, you just hold the direction. And I feel like that was that that, that feels that feels nice. Uh, the aim mechanic is great. Uh, my only gri- my only gripe is uh, headshots are hard. They are harder than they've ever been. And ever it's been. not a one hit kill. You you do no. headshots, it's still like it's one or two, and which they're, felt they're, to me pretty stupid. <laughs> well, there also feels to be some RNG with it. Yeah, because. There was a couple times where I aimed at a zombie and one shot to the head, and his head blew up. And oh, then yeah. the ne- and then the next zombie that was behind him 
took six shots to the head before his head blew up. And I was like, oh, okay. I think the RNG head explosion's been been a staple of the earlier games. Because I remember yes, it in and 4. I think, and I think that they've instituted back into this. But there was definitely a zombie that should have been, like, one hit. Like, I was literally, like, point-blank distance from his head mm. and shot him. And it was like, nope, it doesn't even phase him. Like, his head just went back for a second and then he came back and damaged me and i was like oh this is bullshit but okay maybe leon's working um, with rubber bullets maybe <laughs> but the other the the only mechanic i would say i didn't like is that your knife is disposable yeah and um well see here's the thing it's weird you're that's a great point to bring up because usually the knife is just it's your <clears> way <throat> while well, resident evil 7 does this a lot it's your way to kind of like whittle away at enemies um to conserve ammo but in the early Resident Evil games, I remember in Resident Evil, the Resident Evil 1 remake on GameCube, you could get those knives as a free get-out-of-grapple cards uh, with taking no damage. So, But you also had a combat knife that you could use for melee attacks as well. Exactly, yeah. So what they've done is they've combined those mechanics in a way where, when you, which makes sense to me, you're a cop, you have one knife, bada-bing, bada-boom, someone grabs you, you put the knife in, that knife is then in the zombie... Therefore, you can't use your knife until you get it back. Um, so you have to... Which I'm fine with that, but mm-hmm. the but the knife does take damage every time you use it like that. Yeah, and I, and I, and I don't break. know... I haven't experienced that deprecation mechanic yet. Like, whether... what ha- Like, do you find a lot more knives? Do you, you just do. fix the knife? Because I didn't find I any. saw two... I found, I found one. Okay. Um... I think there was one in one of those lockers. So that's kind of unfortunate that it, it makes sense though, right? Because like you see the it way... It makes sense and it makes sense. But I will tell you right now, I got grabbed twice. Mm-hmm. And it was telling me my knife was basically at one more use and it was done. Hmm. So that was kind of my gripe was like, wait a minute. I needed the knife to cut this tape so I could open the door. So obviously the knife is a, is a necessary weapon. Am I going to run across a thing where I can't get open something because I broke my knife because I got grabbed by zombies too many times? Because if that's the case, I'm going to be really annoyed. But I, again, this is this is the fact that we're even having this conversation is like indicative of how good this game is. Right. But this is a minor staple in what is a fantastic demo. It's a great but demo. It, it literally, I was five minutes into the demo and I just looked over at my wife and I went, so I have a game to buy the end of the month. And she went, that's nice, dear. And I went, no, no, no. You're going to have to say goodbye to me for about 20 hours of my life. So goodbye. It... And I also warned her when the demo began. I said, I'm about to play a demo. She said, that's nice. I said, it has a 30-minute time limit. And she goes, okay, why are you telling me this? I said, because for the next 30 minutes, I am unavailable. <laughs> if you need me to get up, you need me to do something, you speak now before I hit start. Okay, so... Maybe you didn't know this when you said it, but if if Lou's wife is listening, the pause button does work and does not impact the timer. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. And I see, didn't... I didn't know that. And that's why I said at the beginning, there's no way to know that. But I experienced it because um, Ashley called down because I was playing it. And she's like, hey, I'm going to start dishes. So whenever you can come up, let me know to help. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing this time demo. And, and then like, it's got to be getting there. It's got to be getting there. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, this is really not getting to the end anytime soon. Let's pause this. And then I sat there and watched the timer. I was like, okay, it's not going down. So I go up and, like, all the dishes are done. And I felt like a terrible person. But 
Um, yeah, mm. you, you can pause the demo if you're worried about the 30 minutes. And in terms of availability, I believe it is removed from the relative stores at the end of this month. So yes. if you want to try it, um, now Resident Evil 2 Remake comes out next Friday. Uh, so that means you have another week before the demo is removed after release. But um, if you are interested in checking it out, you can definitely do so. Uh, over the next two weeks and I think it's a very good look at what the game will feel and look like and it honestly also, it looks great it, it also warns you before the demo begins that when you, the real product comes out they, it, it may drastically look different or feel different or the layout may be different the the demo itself was not a finished product yeah which I was surprised by because it was quite a large download. Yeah. I don't know if you realized how big it was, but mine was like eight gigs. Yeah, mine. Which I, don't I thought know how big for a demo that was which which for I thought for a demo that was only supposed to be thirty minutes, I was like, really, eight gigs? Hmm. That seems like a lot. It's quite a big. It's there's quite a lot there, and it's quite a a high. You know, this is a remake. This is not a remaster. They've done this from the ground up, and and you, you really feel it. You know, um, I played maybe 10 hours of Resident Evil 2 on the N64, which was not the greatest version. Um, so playing this brings back memories of nostalgia, but not like, oh, this is a shot-for-shot shot remake. It's close, but it's like, it's it fe- to me, and I could be wrong because you probably played more of it than I did, but it feels more like a half shot-for-shot shot and half homage to what Resident Evil 2 was okay my biggest gripe with the original resident evil games is they're a product of their time right well Uh, every product is right well well yes but the hardcore product of resident survival horror it does not even get made like it does anymore true like that i guess we all can't be super mario 64 right well and the mechanics are garbage um the aiming is garbage like but it was fun for what it was back in the day. Going back and trying to play those games right now is super hard. And I feel like this took all of the things that would make an original Resident Evil 2 game not work and tweaked them enough to make the plot make more sense. Tweaked it enough to make you actually be scared. Tweaked the mechanics enough so that it actually feels like a modern game. Tweaked it enough to do... like. It feels like they took the things they learned from Resident Evil 7, took the things they learned from the original Resident Evil, took the things they learned from 4, 5, and 6 that worked, and stuck them all in a box together, shook it up, and went, here you go. Mm-hmm. And it works. Yeah. This demo works. If you were on the fence about whether or not this was going to be good, I'll tell you right now, five minutes in, as soon as you lift up that shutter and start wandering around in the dark with a flashlight, you're going... Okay, I'm sold. Capcom's had a really good track record with the way they market their products with these these limited time demos. I think they did it. They did it for Resident Evil Seven. They did it for uh, Monster Hunter World, um, and it's well, worked out really well. Well, the, the the Resident Evil Seven demo was not a timed demo. It was like a part of the game, right, or a prequel. It was. It was. It was. It was. They told you that the gameplay. There was thirty minutes of gameplay, and then the demo would be over. But it wasn't timed. There wasn't a counter telling you. You got to a specific point in the demo, and the mm-hmm. game was over. And that's what I think. Like, there's no. 
there's no hard reason for there to be a timing mechanic to this. Like you could. Well, you do know that they they become the new speedrunner thing, right? What, what do you mean? Uh, people are speedrunning this demo. Oh well, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what they were going for. But at the end of the day, the game still has a hard end. So like, yeah, it, there should be like a mode where it's like exploration mode you know where there's no timer you just get to experience this this intro because it's not like it's it's not like it's tetris you know where they give you oh it's a 30 minute time demo of tetris that makes perfect sense because if you have unlimited ability to play tetris for the first three levels it's like of course you're not going to go out and buy 80 dollars worth of tetris but this is different like you're you're only getting a small chunk of the game um and you you definitely will probably feel like if you like it you'll want to go go get the main the main component right so i don't know time demos always seem weird to me especially when there's no like business sense to limit they did this because that was marketing true and i I I think the marketing worked like i like i i'm not gonna go back and replay this demo 12 times now i played it once and now i'll wait yeah but i definitely am picking the game up come the end of the month because and and remember we we talked last time on the show how I was on the fence I needed to see a demo and then I they said you should play the demo, demo. <laughs> and we're like ah I don't know but I'm glad the demo worked for you yeah the demo sold me 100 percent good good and 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 it's nice to have something new to be excited about in the zombie genre because I'll tell you right now some of the stuff that's been coming out has not been wowing me. Yeah, especially video game wise, it's tough. There's a lot of uh, few and far between. But in terms of 2019, there's um, this game, uh, Days Gone, obviously the conclusion of the Walking Dead final season, maybe Last of Us Two. Um, there's the World War Z game that that is being billed as like a Left 4 Dead Fallout or fo- follow up. But I'm after over after Walking Dead Overkill. I'm kind of like. Ugh, I'm just gonna wait and see on a lot of those like, you know, uh, oh, payday zombies, Left for Dead three. You know, I just I have to wait and see. But um, I'm I'm stoked that we're both excited for this. I think it is a done deal that the next time we record, we will be able to talk um, spoilery thoughts. But I'm not gonna be able to beat the game a couple days after release. But uh, definitely look forward to uh, an episode of Zamp coming up in two weeks where we talk about resident evil 2 remake lou that's going to do it for this episode of zamp um why don't we run out of here real quick we can go to our zamp discord bit.ly slash zamp discord discuss all the stuff we just discussed resident evil 2 walking dead telltale skybound all that fun stuff want to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast your support goes right back into this show by paying for hosting bills, helping out with content, that sort of thing. So we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You'll find all the links to get a hold of us, including email, social network, all that fun business. We're individually on Twitter. I'm at rmurphyluz, at busyzombielord, and Bob is at bobertf. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can go to joelduggan.com to find more of his stuff. Lou, this has been Zombies Ain't My Podcast. I want to know, what's your advice for all of our fine listeners? Don't ever become a Resident Evil speedrunner. It, it ruins the game for you. Don't. Just don't. Don't.